creating powerful impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions, where we support entrepreneurs like you with event-based marketing and sales strategies. Today's guest, this woman is pretty dang phenomenal. Um, I think we'll dive into a little bit of like how she's gotten to who she is today. But originally, she's from the UK. Now she's living in Switzerland. And I'm excited to bring to you today Melita Campbell, who is an award-winning business coach and value whisperer. We'll get into that in just a second. But through her dream client blueprint, she helps women to identify, communicate, and sell their true value so that they can work with more dream clients and love the impact that they're creating in the world, which you know I'm all about because that's the name of the podcast. So she's also the best-selling author of A Shy Girl's Guide to Networking and host of the Driven Female Entrepreneur podcast. Please help me welcome Melita to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. So hello. Hi, Shay. It's great to be here today. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to chat with you. Um, but before we kind of dive into what you do and how you serve and like what is a value whisperer in the first place, I would love for you to share with us. Is there anything else that I might have missed or you would like to share with the audience on how you are creating powerful impact in the world today? Yeah, I, I, it made me smile in your introduction where you said, she's phenomenal. I was like, oh, I could get used to that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's 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 always a journey to get to where we are. And I started out labeled Shy Girl, which is why the title of my book is A Shy Girl's Guide. And it's it surprises me sometimes where I am today. And I'm always like, oh, this is what I'm trying to do. And this is where I'm going to get to next. And I think we're always looking forward to the next thing, the next big impact that we have. We have this huge vision that we're looking forward to, to taking forward into the world. And I remember sharing that with a friend recently. And she's like, but isn't that what you already do? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. You know, I think sometimes we forget to to take that step back and appreciate that we are creating an impact. Every time it may not be the the size or the scale that we envision one day we'll have, but every day if we're showing up and being ourselves, we are being phenomenal. We are creating that impact all the time. And I think it's only by recognizing that step-by-step step along the way that we can create more of that because we step into it. We build our confidence. We remind ourselves, yeah, we can we can really do this and do more of it. So uh, it was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I would love for you to share a little bit about essentially how you've scaled. Um, you were sharing a little bit, you know, um, in our, our pre-session notes and things about how you, you started out and what you learned here, and then you moved on to the next opportunity and the next opportunity. Can you kind of share briefly, like how that journey has been for you and what each of those different opportunities allowed you to learn in order to get you to where you're at today? Yeah, I think when I was very first started out, I was very much trading time for money. I was a communication consultant. I used to work in, uh, well, large organizations as a head of communication. So it wasn't what I wanted to be doing in my business. What I'd been doing part of my corporate world is um, I started a women's network because I saw that when in the male dominated industries I was working in, that men were progressing because they had this network. They, they kind of knew the rules. They Whereas a lot of the women were getting left behind because they didn't have that network. They didn't play to the same rules. 
that were so well established. They were kind of almost a bit mysterious to a lot of the women. So my last two years in corporate before I left to start my own company, I established that network to help women decide what it is that they really wanted and understand how to pursue that and create that. And what I learned through that was that one, women learn so much from each other, from other people's successes, which is partly why I started my podcast. But also, once they really appreciate that they have something valuable to offer and that they can present that to the world first, they don't have to quietly wait for someone to say, oh, you're really valuable in doing this, that they can put their hand up and claim it and, mm. and, and communicate what that is in different situations, but without feeling braggy or salesy because that doesn't feel good to anyone then then what happens next is just phenomenal and they can go wherever they want to and that's what I wanted to continue when I started my own business but you know I was living abroad I had no no support network I had a baby and I didn't speak the local language so I just started with okay I have I'm known for communication so I'll just start there so I was doing communication consultancy for some of the most powerful men in the world, um, which always made me smile because I was writing the, these articles and speeches and strategies for like the CEO and chairman of Nestle, the director general of the ILO, part of the UN, um, whilst bouncing a baby under my desk. And it was it was great. It paid well, but it didn't really fulfill me in any way. It wasn't scalable. I ended up working throughout the night. And with two young babies, that's really not a strategy that works <laughs> at all on any level. Um, so sort of seven, eight years in, I was I was burning out. I was having an impact for sure, but not the impact that I felt proud of mm-hmm. necessarily. And it wasn't something that was giving me energy. And you know, as, as an introvert, that's something that we really need to Uh, manage is making sure that we're placing our energy in the right places so we're getting more of that energy back we can have that balance and I was really not in a good place I was on the edge of burnout Mm -hmm. my health was really suffering and I was I think borderline depressed if I'm honest it was a really a struggle to motivate make myself motivate myself to do anything Um, so I had to think of something different to do and a different way of working I couldn't really see what to do next. And then um, I was big on networking by that point. It wasn't where I started. Um, So I had this network and I was showing up and suddenly these women were asking me, well, can you help me start my business? I was like, huh, no, (laughs) I can't do that. And they kept asking me and I kept saying no. And then one lady was like, but you're the only one that can help me. I was like, okay, what are you seeing here that I'm missing? Because I don't think I can help you start your business. And she said, well, I don't need you to help me start my business. I have a business. It's great. I love what I do, but I can't get clients. Nobody gets, when I tell people what I do, they don't get it. And I am putting so much effort into my marketing. Nothing is working and it's driving me mad. I know I can have an impact, but no one else knows that. And I don't know what to do about it. Isn't that what you help people with? And I realized, huh, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I do. So by pivoting what I've been doing for these like world leaders, but helping women see how to do that for themselves, and then bringing in that element that I've been doing at the networking with the women's network, helping women believe in their value and start to bring that 
into not just their work, but the whole way they show up, the way they interact, what they say yes to, then I could help women in with, with smaller businesses to really see, see the world differently and have a bigger effect. Um, so that made it an easy yes then. So then I pivoted, I took some time out, I developed what became the, the Dream Clients Blueprint process, which is a, a sort of three-step model that guides people through how exactly do you not only define your true value, but then weave that through everything you do and help it lead your business so you can become the CEO of what you do. And then helping people at every stage of business. I've worked with businesses who have been in, working for earning millions and in business for 10, 15 years, and they still haven't really got this. They're getting clients, but they don't really have the confidence behind that that they can get more clients. So they always are operating in a way that's a little bit, it feels a bit desperate and stressful for them because they don't have a model around it. And once mm. they have that model, then they can build their processes. They can build that experience. They can build their impact around that. So that's really what I've done for myself in my own business is by developing this model, then everything else becomes easier. And for my team to follow that whole model it starts to become so much simpler as well as to the next steps, how to approach things, what exactly is it that we're creating for people and everyone gets it, um, which makes it the the scaling much uh, easier from there and almost limitless. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that piece. And there was something that I, I think I read um, from you earlier where you were mentioning is it really true that there's like 50% of all small business owners are owned by introverts? Yeah, there was some research a couple of years ago. It's more than 50%. It's it's 60 or 70%. It's a, it's a, it's a large number. Um, and I kind of wonder if it's because the same reason that so many women don't go back to corporate, it's because the corporate environment doesn't really offer them the structure that they need anymore I wonder if it's the same for introverts I don't know that's just my guess mm -hmm. um, that we can have more impact when we just develop our own systems and our own environment and operate in a way that feels good to us rather than always feeling like we're being talked over in meetings we're never quite getting where we want to go or having that impact in a corporate environment because it's not designed for for our personality types yeah so if you I it makes sense, right? Looking at it, all the marketing that you tend to see out there is probably designed by or for extrovert, extroverts um, or having the extroverts in mind or the people that are, you know, the quick buyers or the take action, like super fast. People are like, yes, I'm in, let's go type of marketing. But if, if the numbers are true and it is 58% or more, um, business owners are introverts and you're trying to sell to business owners, then you're missing a huge part of the market. That, yeah. that is fascinating to me. So how does somebody that either is an introvert, and I, I do consider myself an introvert. Um, a lot of people will be like, wait, you don't act like an introvert. And it's because in certain situations, I'm, you know, leading or I'm producing or I'm like owning the stage or whatever it is, right? But then I need to come back and be in my introverted space, <laughs> right? Like I can kind of come in and out of it. But for those that are maybe that much more introverted, how do they get through 
the world and approach things that will support their vision, their values, their personality, and yet also allow them to communicate that without feeling like they're pushy or fake because that's not in alignment. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it, it it comes back to, and you'll probably get sick of me saying this, but understanding that that true value, what you what you really offer. And I think introverts are in a strong position to to find this. Well, anyone can find it, but it's all about connecting with your clients on a deeper emotional level, really understanding where they want to go with that vision, what that feels like for them, but also what makes sense for them logically. Because sales is, is an emotional uh, process, we all know that, but it has to be married with some kind of logic because otherwise they won't invest. Um, and particularly if you're going for the, the higher tickets, you know, it doesn't, it, which makes most sense for smaller businesses to be the, the uh, on the, you don't want to be the cheapest. It's, it's a very difficult business model to make work. Um, then it makes sense to hire, charge those higher tickets but you won't just get there on emotion. It has to be backed up with, okay, well, this is logically how we're going to get you there. And then by packaging that value into a simple model that you can communicate with confidence and people can get it easily, then it all starts to, to flow. And it helps you to then weave that value quietly through everything you do, which is where uh, you, you mentioned the value whisper earlier. It's it's a, a kind of a nickname that my clients came up with because they were like, you know, well, everyone else is like knocking loudly on the front door and politely introducing themselves. We're just quietly going in the side door into the kitchen and say, cooey, shall I put the kettle on? You know, we're already present in our clients' lives. We're already known for the relationship we've built with them, for the value we've already generated. So we're just taking them on that next part of the journey. And it all feels like one seamless journey rather than, oh, I have to do a big launch now and I have to do this big, loud thing next it's all just the, the little simple quiet steps that you've done your way in a way that you only you can do that will only your clients will connect with and really feel that impact and I think that's where I see my clients at least who are not all of them but they're mostly uh, introverts as well or people who prefer a slightly quieter way of doing things they're having a huge impact and very quickly once they learn how to communicate their their vision, their philosophy, their way of doing things and why they believe that's different and will help their clients. So it's, uh, yeah, I think we can be a lot quieter, but just slowing things down, adding a little bit more value that feels right for us. And then taking these smaller steps feels more manageable as well. Suddenly marketing doesn't feel overwhelming when it's just having that one next little connection, adding that one next little piece of the puzzle for our clients um and and then you get to the sales conversation and then your clients already come to that conversation already believing that you offer value so you don't need to sell yourself you just have to have a really nice conversation about you know am I really the right person to help you here or you know the the funnel guides them smoothly into whatever end product that you are, are selling them so it's I really love it. And it's something that my clients, they follow for a while. It doesn't, it feels overwhelming. And suddenly it all comes together. I'm like, oh, it's this. <laughs> and then it becomes so smooth after that. It's like, it's kind of, we always get that messy middle, don't you? As you go through any process, like this hump day in the middle of the week. Uh, and then it all starts to come together uh, beautifully. So it's, it, it 
seems that will sews it all together, but it all just starts with having that little bit more depth of understanding of everything that you offer that's valuable, everything that your clients want from you in terms of value, what's meaningful for you both, where those overlap, and then building everything in that space. And then you're naturally differentiated as well, which I think is so important, particularly now uh, since COVID, but everyone's online. <laughs> you have to stand out. And the best way to do it is by being yourself. Yeah. So, okay. I can, I can hear the audience now and they're like, okay, it makes sense. I get it, Melita. Um, I see big picture, but like, what, what do I need to start doing right now? Like I'm an introverted person, but what is, what is the next best step? What is something, what is a framework? What is something that, you know, I can start doing right now to get me closer to, you know, really bringing out the vision and the values and who I am personally, what would you say to them? I think it's where I start with all my clients, whether it's a new business or someone who's been maybe consulting for 10, 15 years, it's, we go back to basics, really right back to basics. Why did you start? What was that vision? Why do you believe that what you do is different? And how does it answer your client's problem in a different way? And I, I give my clients this kind of structured brainstorm. So we, we're brainstorming in different areas, but in a way that we can see the patterns. And so once you start to explore everything that makes you different and unique, and here's a clue here, what I've seen over and over is that what you think is your biggest weakness, often that's the clue to your biggest difference. Mm-hmm. I've seen it so many times, like, yes, but I've only done this. Whereas uh, because I've been spending my time doing that, so I'm not good enough. So no, no, that bit that you're missing or you've written off, that's what makes you unique. Um, And it's really amazing when they kind of dig into and explore that in a little bit more depth. So it's always just going that little bit deeper. Well, why is that? Why is that meaningful for me? Would it be important if I didn't have that? Would that bother me? And really going into until you get to the point where you're thinking, that's it. This is why I do what I do. For example. I worked with a, 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 um, a teacher who had an English school, only she was more expensive than anyone else because she actually had a little a place, an establishment. She wasn't just doing it from her home. and But she really struggled to get clients. People just weren't getting it. Like, well, I can just go to this lady's home and she's like a third of your price. So they couldn't understand why they should pay more. But when we looked at why she did what she does, she said, well, the school system is letting people down because they teach everybody the same way. What she does, she co-creates the lessons with the students so they understand their own learning style. They get to take responsibility for the learning. They get to get, they pick the subject that they would talk about and the topics. So everything was really interesting. They, she got them to be curious about their learning. That's what was different about her. And as soon as she started to tell her clients this, they were like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to go to anyone else who's just going to teach my child from a book. I want them to come here. And this is lessons for life. Whereas you have someone who loves learning, understands what makes them tick, what makes them curious that they almost can't stop reading at home because they they love it so much and they're exploring and, and sharing these lessons. She would teach them to read in English but then they would see their grades in every other subject increase as well because they had that passion for learning and they knew how to study. So what she was offering was so different, but it took a little bit of digging into, well, why is it that I do 
what I do? Why do I do it this way? Why do I get so upset when anyone says the word textbook <laughs> in my school? It's, it's um, really, you help pull that out of them in that brainstorming, right? So yeah. that's why you're doing the brainstorming because we can't see it, right? Because we're in it, we're, we're always in it. And it's like, well, that's not, we, that's not different. That's how it's supposed to be done. And uh, somebody from the outside looking in goes, yeah, no, that's different. <laughs> that how you're teaching people and how you actually go into their learning styles, that's different. That's why you're different. And then that's when you kind of have the light bulb moment is what it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And like a US uh, UX uh, experience designer who was working with startups and she was just going about it the same way that everyone else would do as a consultant. She'd come from the corporate environment and then she opens up about how, well, for 10 years, she designed furniture. She made handmade wooden furniture from scratch, from nothing. I was like, well, how would you design that if you weren't thinking of the end user experience? Like, she, how would you make a, a wooden rocking chair, you know, without thinking of that end user? And she's working with startups who are creating something from scratch, from a vision that they've had. So there was there were so many different connections we could make and so many different ways she could start to bring that experience into her communications and her stories and the way she described her approach to 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 user experience that suddenly people saw her in a very different way and she stood out as different um so often it's these things that you've I say you've completely discounted that become then this the strength um and you can then start to turn that into a model as well so there's always steps. Uh, I was working with a storytelling consultant and he always was saying, yeah, but people don't understand. And I'm sure your audience will, will relate to this, that they have clients who use them for one thing, but they don't get everything else that they offer. Mm-hmm. And so, well, what difference would that make if they used you for more? Well, if they did that, then they, they would have this impact, this this thing that they want that they can't ever quite get it's because they're missing this bit so mm. build that into your model build it into your communication and how you pitch your services and then they won't be able to say no to it because they'll get it it mm-hmm. all becomes part of the process mm-hmm. uh, and he did that and he, was, <laughs> he emailed me uh afterwards this is a couple of years ago now he's like this is transformational they've never seen anything like this before and was, but he was just doing his job right. um, but he'd packaged it and communicated it in a different way and it made just so much sense to the to the clients that you you really essentially make yourself in all of those case studies they became the obvious choice of service provider for their clients because suddenly their clients got it they could see why they were different and they could see why they wanted that because you go the exercise you do to find your value you do the same thing for your clients and then you can see where that those real connections are that no one else can quite create so it's that's, that's a meta example, right? That's that's the like you going through the process and you uncovering it for yourself, and then you know helping that also be a part of what it is that you're doing with your own clients. I think is yeah. huge. I love yeah. that. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we're we're probably going to have to start wrapping up. Time flies. Um, but if people wanted to continue like engaging with you, um, I believe you have a free gift for us. What, how can they do that? What is it? What's entailed? Yeah. So as you mentioned, taking those first steps, what exactly do you do? Well, I've packaged those first three steps you need to take and 
from that, you can already start to achieve everything else, start to communicate your value more powerfully. And I've packaged all that into a short training. Um, and you can get that for free at melitacampbell.com slash training. And I think you have the direct link for the show notes as well. Um, but it's just a short 40 minute training and it will guide you in already taking those steps forward. So you can not have to scratch your head and think, where do I start with this? I'll guide you through. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. So next best steps is to go ahead, click on the link in the show notes, and then you'll walk them through that process and getting started. Is that correct? Exactly. exactly. Yay. Thank you so much for that. Um, and before I totally let you go, um, I would love for you to share with our audience, you know, what, what is that takeaway or that memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with today? I think, as I said, it's getting harder out there to stand out. And the best way is to know your true value, own that, and just confidently go out there as yourself. And I think that's going to be the key to unlocking everything else. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, audience, for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact I'm really excited for you to take these lessons and the resources provided and the things that you've learned here today, start implementing them, start um, utilizing them to create even more impact in your world. And until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, Simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.